it's a weird dynamic. You know, as an artist, you have to be uh, isolated so that you can focus on what you're doing. But at the same time, you have to be, um, you know, you have to be tapped into society and pay attention. And sometimes, you know, uh, if you're a sensitive person or you're, you're empathic, you can be affected or, you know, you get pissed off when you see injustice. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn how to look at things objectively. Yo, family, what's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Soul's podcast. This is your host, Jonathan Soul. Family, what we do in the program is I talk to African creatives. I talk to folk from the diaspora, people who create comics, write fiction, people who indulge in serial entrepreneurship. So family, if you're trying to create your own place in the world, if you're trying to write the future the way you want to see it, you need to tune into this program. JonathanSoul.com every Sunday and Wednesday. And I do comic reviews on Friday. Love you guys. Now check out this interview. Jonathan Soul. Yep, yep, yep. I got the honor and privilege of talking to a legend in the making. Somebody who, when you look at the artwork, it looks like she's laying the lines and the colors down with ostrich feathers. Uh, she works on the uh, the epic comic Niobe. She is life over at Stranger uh, Stranger Comics. Uh, she's recently uh, uh, been picked up with uh, Dark Horse and working on Tomb Raider. Uh, one of, that's one of the first times I've seen like a woman in her a heroic role in like a you know like a sci-fi action movie. You know what I mean? And of course. She has her own project, Millennia War, which uh, is something that she's been working on for quite a while. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Ashley Wood. How you doing, sister? Yo, yo, yo. How's it going? Real good, real good, real good. So before I get into the, the questions about the art and the business, I feel like I should be calling you Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> she walks with the animals, talks with the animals. When I go to your twitter feed i see little frogs i'm seeing caterpillars i'm seeing what is the deal with the spiders what's going on with you and animals i mean you, i know you're a nature girl i mean you know i mean are you a real life niobe i mean what's going on with the animals <laughs> that's how i stay grounded you know uh you gotta get out get that fresh air you know mm-hmm. working as an artist the desk is almost like a ball and chain sometimes wow you know i don't mean that in in a negative way but Mm -hmm. it is almost like another limb you know that's how frequent you're just sitting there working so yeah i live near a nature so i try to go out there daily Mm -hmm. um and as far as the animals are concerned you know I, i guess you know i'm just lucky you know they just happen to be over there and it's real cool, you know. I try to share it, you know, with, with people online. And, uh, there's a lot of negativity out there in the world, so I, I figure if I can, you know, put some beauty out there, people can maybe relate to it or tap into it, you know, what have you. Just put some good out there. You you work a lot of hours, uh, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Can you just give us a ballpark? What is it like uh, a day in the life of a of an illustrator? It takes a lot of focus. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I I tr- constantly transform myself. Um, you know, it's, it's more than just in there drawing and tapping into your passion because the passion can wane, you know, and, and also as you grow as a person, uh, 
your source of inspiration, you know, it changes, you know, uh, because like I said, you, you, you change as a person yourself, you grow. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you know, just constantly work on yourself, be aware of your thought patterns, uh, be aware of what you're taking in, what you're looking at. Um, also learn how to look at things objectively because you have to, it's a weird dynamic, you know, as an artist, you have to be uh, isolated so that you can focus on what you're doing. But at the same time, you have to be, um, you know, you have to be tapped into society and pay attention. And sometimes, you know, uh, if you're a sensitive person or you're, you're empathic, you can be affected or, you know, you get pissed off when you see injustice. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn how to look at things objectively. And um, I feel like artists, you know, we're the main community, you know, of people, of individuals that know how to voice, uh, you know, the the society's voices, you know, whatever, whatever's going on in society, you know, we're, you know, good for reflecting that, however we do that, you know. So it's important you know, to, uh, like I said, stay grounded. That's why I, I, I tend to go in nature, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, just to detox and stay connected with myself because otherwise I'll be a lot like these other individuals who are uh, blowing up online, you know? Yeah, I, I, I like to keep my interviews upbeat and everything, but I do have to say, um, I was reading your tweet about the brother who passed uh, from Lincoln Park around the same time my daughter comes out the bedroom crying. And I just yeah. didn't realize how um, uh, this brother Bennington, right? Chester Bennington? Yep. I didn't realize how much he affected people. Can you talk a little bit about what his music meant to you? Yeah. Um, I began listening to Lincoln Park when I was um, 17 or 18. So it was mm-hmm. like right before I came out of college. I mean, excuse me, high school, and I grew up, oh, okay, I don't want to, um, how do I tell this story without getting too personal? Mm-hmm. Well, I grew up as an outcast, and I know what it's like to be a scapegoat, and I know what it's like to be uh, misunderstood, because, uh, you, you know, a lot of people like to put each other in the box, mm-hmm. and when you're, when you don't fit into those boxes, it doesn't matter how sincere or true you're trying to be uh sometimes you know people can't their their perceptions don't extend beyond themselves you know so so yeah so his music i feel like they speak on narcissism a lot we have a lot of narcissism in our society Mm -hmm. um that in itself that that topic narcissism has a lot of layers so you know i would encourage people to look into that online for themselves. Mm-hmm. But uh, I dealt with that growing up within my family unit and mm-hmm. also uh, you know, I've seen it in different uh, communities I was a part of. And, you know, Chester, I felt like his lyrics hit those issues spot on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, from every angle, you know, from the anger, uh, also from the forgiveness you know, side of you, mm-hmm. like you get to, you get, you got to see him work through all of those emotions, you know, so it wasn't really one dimensional. I remember during that time, um, 10 plus years ago when Lincoln Park was like more so at the height of their, their career, mm-hmm. people would sometimes try to like 
give them a, a, a hard time saying, oh, that's emo music or, um, you know, he's he's always whining. You know, they'll just, you know, look at it from a one-dimensional point of view, you know. So now it's kind of interesting, you know, after, you know, what happened with Chester's is interesting seeing like the overflow of love and, you know, all of that. It's amazing how uh, sometimes artists are just windows, you know what I mean? Not into the, not just to their own soul, but the souls of the people that they connect with, you know what I mean? They kind of give voice to, it sounds corny, like voice to the voiceless, but I think they're just reflecting back what we have in our, in our own, you know, souls or things that we can't communicate. Um, when I look at your artwork, uh, I feel calm. I don't know if, you know, I know some music is introspective and all that kind of thing. But when I look at your artwork, I feel calm. Uh, is that something that you've heard before? Is that um, the, the state that you're in when you're drawing? I mean, can you talk to me about that? Yeah, I really appreciate that uh, comment. Thank you. Um, usually I get beautiful a lot, but um, one of my younger cousins, uh, Cal, or I call him KP, he's uh, 19 now. Mm-hmm. And about two years ago, when uh, the first issue of Niobe, She Is Life, was, was published, um, he had told me that he felt like a healing <clears throat> quality. Um, yeah as he was, you know, turning the pages and I was surprised because that wasn't my intention. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I sit down to work, um, I'm just, I'm looking at it from a more technical aspect, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just trying to make sure the proportions and everything are correct. Yeah. And, uh, I'm more so concerned with deadlines and I would love to, <laughs> get, you know, yeah, I, I would love to get more cerebral with it, uh-huh. but that requires like, a, a lot of time. So, you know, that's where the focus comes into play. You know, you try to t- you know, tap in and draw out as much emotion as you as you can in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, if it makes somebody feel calm and, and all of that, you know, I'm, I'm happy. That's really cool. There's a brother that I went to uh, school with, and I saw him on Deadline. He was drinking mad coffee. He was smoking cigarettes, and he was drawing his ass off. And mm. I remember um, one of the ashes fell on the <laughs> fell on the drawing, and uh, it burned. So he just drew around it, you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he was on deadline. So um, you know, people can go to uh, follow you on uh, on Twitter at uh, ashes underscore art. Is that correct? Yeah. At ashes underscore art. And uh, so I tried to find a copy of uh, like Millennia War. So first, yeah. when I heard about it, because I heard about it, I think, from another interview you might have did with Thought Crimes. Uh, I think those guys are great over there, a couple, a beautiful couple. And uh, I was mm-hmm. like, she got the millennials fighting? What's what's going on? What? Can you tell me about... <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, we got enough trouble. You know what I mean? Uh, tell me about <laughs> Millennia War. Okay, well, right now, I've taken, uh, or oh, I've removed uh, Millennia War from online and... and um, it's only for a temporary you know short time okay. um that's right. just so i can i can make some tweaks i have some old ads in okay. there from uh 
you know, individuals that, you know, I was cross promoting with, gotcha. but see, that was about 10, you know, 10 or so years ago, you know, mm-hmm. so a lot of those ads are uh, outdated. Sure. So, um, yeah, so I'm tweaking that. Um, yeah, so Millennial War, basically, that story is more so like a, a action fantasy story. Okay. Um, I wrote it when I was about, well, I began writing it when I was 18, and it was a way for me to um, express myself, but in a more fantastical type of way, if that's mm-hmm. a real word, fantastical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... All, all of those characters are like different aspects of myself right. and um, also people that I've known over the years. So it follows a group of friends, uh, the main character being Hannah Hayashi. Um, she's, um, she's an assistant or apprentice to her uncle who uh, trains her and her twin sister, Saya, in Shotokan Karate. Mm-hmm. And uh, Saya, her older twin sister, she actually goes off into the military and she serves in the Federation as a captain, and she has you know, real ta- uh, talent for that position, but her uncle doesn't agree with it. And Saya's relationship with her uncle has always been pretty strained, and she always felt like she wasn't good enough for him, whereas Hannah's relationship with their uncle is pretty much 180. You know, she felt like she was more adored and, you know, all of that. So in any case, uh, Hannah has a pretty um, upbeat uh, easy going life, you know, she has a, a a big social life, you know, all of that. And one day her sister goes, or she receives a message in the mail that her sister had went MIA on a mission. So the story of Millennial War kicks off with Hannah and her friends going off on this uh, journey to find her sister. And, you know, that in itself is, is kind of like... You know, what makes you think you could find her, you know, if the military couldn't find her, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, she doesn't care. You know, she's just you know driven to find her sister. And during this journey, they realize that there's a bigger threat um, that threatens the entire world. There's like a resurgence of a of an old war that's uh, on the horizon and it threatens uh, mankind. So, yeah, the story definitely is it grows from just as you know, journey to find one person. So this is this is what I'm I'm seeing. I'm seeing uh, a thoughtful woman who is uh, beautiful, who is talented, who dresses up like weird creatures in cosplay. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is which is kind of cool. Um, I have two daughters, and this is hardly an art question, but it's my show. I can ask you what I want. What do you think that, um, I mean, as a father, I know that it's very important for me to listen to my daughters. Like, I try to, when I come home from work, I try to, like, give them each, like, 10 minutes. You know what I mean? And I, but the first thing I give me 10 minutes. So I come home, oh, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. That's so why I say, yeah, 10 minutes. And then afterwards, they come back and then, kind of thing. I feel like that's, like, so important. You know what I mean? But I, I didn't realize, I forget sometimes how much energy it takes to listen. Um, uh, you coming up and amongst your friends, you felt like the men in your life listened to you enough? Well, um, I didn't have a lot of men in my life. Uh, my mm. father wasn't in my life. Um, 
I know that can that can be a touchy subject. It mm-hmm. was never touchy for me. You know, um, I have a I don't want to say I'm blunt, but I've always had like a it is what it is type of persona, sure, of you know. And yeah. so, I mean, there's nowhere else. There's there's no way else to handle that. You know, it is what it is. So yeah, okay. my father never been in my life, and um, I've had uncles, but at the same time, you know, I, yeah. So I never really had a male uh, figure. Mm-hmm. But I've had men that have helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, one being Gray Williamson, who's another artist and tremendous Gray, my men- tremendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real talk, and he's been my mentor since um, 2006, and that was pretty much low key for a long time. Wow. Um, just because <clears throat> you, you know, you see a lot of things within a certain community. Um, uh, and what I'm referencing is like a certain community of artists, you know, okay. and when you're, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say this very delicately, but I'm just going to be honest. Just be when blunt. I like, be, I like it straight up and down around here. Well, you know, a lot, you know, we're in the, what, what, what do they say on thought crimes? We're in the wet wipe culture. You know, a lot of people can't handle honesty. So, you know, you're liable to be tagged a negative person if you're just being real. Oh, okay. But, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm going to be honest as, as as possible. You know, when you're on the on the come up, or you're trying to build towards something before you get a certain amount of recognition, mm-hmm. um, that can threaten people. And um, uh, Gray, I see where you're going. Okay. Yeah, Gray. He made me. I met him when I was 20. Um, so he's been my, my mentor for you know, a little over 10 years now, mm-hmm. and he made me aware of certain pitfalls years like years you know before they came along Hmm. so when those pitfalls did come i knew how to like finesse my way around it and Mm -hmm. um you know sometimes that path includes walking alone like literally you know sometimes you may be walking a certain path alone for a few years uh before you find your tribe you know so Mm -hmm. it's definitely important to have male um leaders in your life and mm-hmm. it's, it's you know like you mentioned listening yeah. you know listening is a skill and it's something that I, I work on daily because uh in the past i would you know cut people off you know not intentionally but mm-hmm. you know it's just something that we, we all tend to do at times so i think listening is a skill based on self-awareness and you, and you just learn so much more you know yeah. listen so that's yeah. important mm-hmm. wow well, you know, it takes it, it, I think you have to have some gas in the tank in order to listen, like emotionally speaking to me. You yeah, know what I mean, and uh, and I'm trying to teach my girls, you know, they're, you know, moving out of their teens and everything. And uh, yeah, I, yeah. Thank God for Gray. You know, you're the second person to mention Gray. Um, night before last, I interviewed um, Mashindo Kumba. He said the same thing that uh, Gray was a mentor. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's good for us to kind of, you know, reach out and help each other. And I'm sure you're doing the same thing for folk coming behind you. I've always given back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Even when I didn't have much, you know, if I've seen, you know, uh, or I figured two people can uh, benefit from knowing each other, you know, I've always tried to, you know, network with people and help them network with each other. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Now, I'm looking at my show notes here, and I'm seeing that you got some interview some, uh 
some conventions coming up. One is Retcon in Chicago, and that is the August the 12th through the 13th. Is that correct? Yeah, at uh, Chimera Comic Store here in Chicago. Okay. All right. And uh, let's see here. You also are going to be at New York Comic Con, and that's in October. Yeah, that, yeah early October, the weekend of the 4th or the 5th. Okay. okay. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm planning on working on having a lot of new stuff to show there. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to promote that um, once a few more things are locked in for sure. You know, so far everything is moving smoothly, but, okay. you know, I just, I just want to make sure everything is everything. But, yeah, New York Comic Con and possibly Kamikaze later uh, in October. Wow. And uh, lastly, before we close out, just discuss a little bit about hooking up with uh, with uh, Stranger Comics and Sebastian over there. Uh, tell us about that. How did that come about? Uh, so I went to a convention early last year in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and um, I really wasn't expecting to make any major contacts, and I was just thinking I would sell a few prints and you know, whatever else I had on me and, you know, make some cash and go back home and I guess go back to my job uh, of selling beer at, um, <laughs> at grocery stores. And I was a sample wow. lady for a few years. Mm-hmm. And so Amanda and Sebastian were there and I, I never heard of Niobe Shia's life, uh, but they were there, I guess, uh, trying to scout for artists and promote their idea and their table was adjacent to mine, kind of like uh, behind me. We sit in the L shape. And so I remember I was sitting at my table just working on commissions, and I felt a presence standing over me. So I look up at <laughs> some mandala. I'm like, oh, shit, you know. <laughs> but um, I see her, and um, I'm, you know, I'm playing the cool or whatever, and you know, she bought a few prints and flipped through my portfolio. And I had seen Sebastian, but I didn't speak to him that weekend because mm-hmm. um, he was, you know, he was busy doing his thing. But uh, I also remember uh, just passing by the stage area at the at the con, and I seen Amanda on stage with Sebastian and her mother, and they were speaking on Niobe. And I remember thinking, like, man, you know, it'd be cool to be a part of something like that. And, you know, oh, well. And I just kept walking. And, <laughs> like, two months later in March, um, Sebastian reached out to me for something separate from Niobe, but just, like, mm-hmm. a small commission. So after, you know, we worked on that together, he hit me up again another another three months later um, in June. And he told me about Niobe, she is life. And I said yes, of course, because I knew that, you know, that was going to be a game changer. So I wanted to be a part of it. So whatever I had going on, I think I was working with Toyota, uh, doing some freelance for them at the time. I was doing like storyboards for uh, commercials mm-hmm. uh, on the side of working in the grocery store. And so, you know, I quickly wrapped up all of my work and got, you know, geared up for Niobe. The next month, you know, we started, um, like I got the, the script, script and all of that. And, I uh, flew out to L.A. for three weeks uh, wow. during August to, to early September, and we just, like, pumped away on work with the mm. book. Uh, and we had the book out by November that year. So, yeah, it was, it was, that's pretty much the beginning. 
Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I see here that you're working on issue uh, number seven on uh, Tomb Raider with, with Dark Horse Comics. No, no, no. I'm working on issue one. Well, we actually just wrapped up one. We're working on uh, number two now for Tomb Raider, but okay. I'm working on number, issue seven for my own book, uh, Millennial War. Gotcha. So that's okay. Yeah, that's technically the eighth book because it starts with uh, issue zero. Beautiful. Where can folk find you on social media and the interwebs? Um, my website is AshleyAWoods.com. Uh, Twitter, Ashes, that's A-S-H-E-S underscore art. Um, uh, my Facebook, uh, Ashley A. Woods Art. My Instagram is Ninja Trip, which is just Ninja and Trip together. Mm-hmm. And uh, my Tumblr is Ashes hyphen art. So it's like my Twitter, but it has a hyphen instead of an underscore. Cool. Miss Ashley Woods, it's been a pleasure to have you in the program. Thank you, Jonathan. Yo, family, what's going on with you? I hope y'all dug that interview. This is Jonathan Soul speak with you now. I want you to support my brothers and sisters by following them on social media and going to their website and picking up their product so we can stop focusing so much on issues and start focusing on building industry. For more episodes, go to JonathanSoul.com, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L.com. And of course, I'm on social media. I'm on uh, it's Jonathan Soul at Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on uh, SoundCloud. And um, I'm over at uh, Black Spot as well, that terrific Facebook competitor. Listen, family, I love you guys. And I want all your dreams to come true. And my dreams can't come true without you. And yours can't come true without me. So let's support each other. And let's build this thing together. I love you guys. Peace and love to you and your family. Till next time. Yeah.